Hello, all you Lasso fans. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast from NPR Illinois Community Voices and from the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, and you are stuck with just me today because I am bringing you finally an interview that I had a chance to do with Stefan Manis back in February, right before they went into filming for season three. And I'm so excited to bring this to you today because it is a conversation that I just listened back to as I was editing, and it just brought me so much joy. Honestly, to hear him talk about uh, becoming Richard and, you know, of course, the role that we know him as in Ted Lasso, but also talking about life and talking about his journey to India, talking about his spirituality and his meditation. It just is an amazing conversation that I'm so glad that you are going to have a chance to listen to uh, here in just a moment. In fact, I'm not going to keep you very long at all because I want to get to this interview. Just a few real brief bits of housekeeping. We have seen that there are bits and pieces coming out about season three. We see photos of the cast attending uh, West Ham United game. We see them walking the streets of London and Richmond, and it is just great. It's great, isn't it, to see that the filming is going on and I can't wait until it wraps and then we get more and more information moving forward about what's going to happen in Ted Lasso Season 3. As far as what we are up to, I want to tease an announcement for you. Make sure that you, if you are in the St. Louis area... Maybe plan on attending Fan Expo St. Louis. We should have a really fun announcement coming out on all of our social media here in the relatively near future. But again, I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that, uh, you know, peanut butter and biscuits might be involved in something at Fan Expo St. Louis. So go and check out and get those tickets and come and meet us and talk to us and let us know that you're a listener because, goodness gracious, I want to meet as many of you as humanly possible. So if you're in the St. Louis area, Again, maybe just keep a, an eye out on our social media to get to hear a big announcement there in the relatively near future. I don't want to take too much more of your time, only to say definitely stick around today after the interview because Stefan let me know that he loves to do music composition and he was gracious enough to send me some of his work after the interview was over, and I'm going to cut that into the end of this episode. So you do not want to miss that. Make sure you stick around and uh, listen to the whole episode because you'll get to hear some of those clips. I think that's it. I'm going to get out of your way. It's been great to do this solo. Jeremy, I need you back. Holy moly. But here we go. My interview with Stefan Manis. We are so honored to welcome to the show, Stefan. Uh, so happy to talk to you today. How are you things in France? Well, thank you so much first, and uh, thanks to everyone who's finding some time to listen and being with us. Well, in France, it's uh, like London. It's cloudy, it's, uh, it's cold, and there's lots of manifestation in the street, so I guess it's normal. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, you know, I'm here in the morning in Illinois, and you are in the afternoon in France. So I hope that the future is bright for me uh, as I get towards the, the evening going here. But it's so great to talk to you today and really want to dive into your acting career and some of your passions along with that as well. But we know that we're all chomping at the bit for season three to start filming at the point that we're recording this. Uh, how are you feeling getting ready to go into season three? Well, I'm feeling very good. I'm very excited uh, to meet the guy to meet the guy again 
and uh, we went through a season two. Uh, it was really insane as the um, the hit and the success of season one was going through uh, the shooting of season two. So behind the excitement and the work we had to do, and we knew that probably a season three should come. So we were finishing season two and we were already getting ready for season three. So we've been we've been waiting all of this together for six months, keeping in touch with everyone, WhatsApp group, and uh, even through COVID, through trouble with Brexit. And uh, I just cannot say how much I've been waiting for that and I miss all the guys. And I'm sure, even though I haven't read the script yet, I'm sure it's gonna be fabulous as season two. Absolutely. You know, uh, we talked to a couple of your castmates and it really does seem like a team atmosphere. Is that uh, how you would portray the the feeling on set? I know you said you've been keeping in touch with a lot of them. Uh, I would say even more like uh, a family attitude, like clearly, maybe a little more for me as um, on the, the first season when I came, I start to shoot straight away. Uh, I knew a Friday I would I would start to shoot on a Monday. So I came, my English was kind of low. I haven't uh, shot in English for a long time. And I didn't know any of the guy, even uh, the name of Jason Sudukis, I didn't know much about it. And he was the first one to welcome me, uh, arms open, saying hi. And sometimes I, I need some weeks to, uh, to improve my English and to get on the line, you know? And uh, sorry guys, I don't understand what he's saying. And say, hey, Stefan, no problem. Just ask us if anything's wrong. They help me. Uh, some of them, they find me a place at their home to, to spend the night when I didn't know where to sleep at first. And I would clearly say family time. Uh, we can contact each other at any time for anything, any motive. And uh, yeah, so it's more like a big family. And uh, I'm very, very happy and lucky that I, I got to go through this uh, during Ted Lasso. Now you, uh, I know of your short that was filmed in France that's out of frame, uh, at least the English is out of frame. And, but you've won some uh, really prestigious film festival awards because of that role. So talk yeah. to me, how did you get involved in acting? And then I wanna know more about out of frame in particular, but has acting always been a passion of yours or is it something that you've always seen yourself doing? Okay, um, well, not at all. Uh, actually, acting was a kind of a hidden passion. Uh, I had a big crush on cinema movies when I've seen uh, um, Harry Potter when I was 11. But um, being raised in a kind of military family, I was quite good in school, to be honest, and just bringing home good grades. I had food on the table, roof over my head, my parents would be happy. And uh, I pursue high study and I couldn't tell my parents okay, I want to create all of that in being an artist. I don't imagine the reaction. And uh, in France, when you got good grades, uh, the country is paying for, for a flat, for this, for that. So actually I didn't have a lot of choice, but when I went to master two, I still done some acting lesson on weekend or online. And whenever I had a chance to act, I was doing this. And when I came the day of my graduation in master two at 23, I said, okay, I'm gonna stop right now, marketing, communication management, and I want to start to be an actor, an artist now that I have this. And um, I put my entire uh, heart into that, but I wasn't successful at all in, uh, in France. And then, so um, my English was terrible. I didn't have a job or money. So I went to India to improve my English, to improve my acting skills on the on set, you know? So it was quite a good experience. So I should have stayed three, three months. I've stayed uh, two years and a half in the end and then Tokyo and then Philippines. And when I came back, uh, I started all from the beginning. So I was a driver, a writer, and lots of shorts movie uh, for students. So 
to be clearly honest, uh, most of them, they were not that good. Those, those guys, those girls, they were 17, 18, just started. And this guy, I've done the, the short movie with Artem Gudwoski, a Russian guy. He did a, an insanely good job on how to frame. And uh, we shot it in two, two weeks. And it's, he sent it to all American festival. And uh, I got extremely lucky. We got like a 20 awards, best movies, best acting, best direction, and all of that. And thanks to this, I've been invited to Festival de Cannes, and then I met a an agent, and the first casting I had was for Ted Lasso just after this. So um, there's a long, I think, equation uh, got me till where I am right now uh, to Ted Lasso, and uh, I'm very happy I've been through that. That's wonderful. And we are fortunate that you've been through that because we get to see your wonderful acting on screen. Um, so was that the, when those went to the film festivals, was that your first, were you able to come to Los Angeles for the film festivals or because it was not. a smaller, okay, because it was a smaller film, you weren't able to attend those, right? Yeah, of, of course not. Uh, just to, uh, to attend to those festivals virtually, uh, you have to pay. And then the, no, no, mm -hmm. no one could afford the trip. But the first one within the festival too, we got, I think, five awards, uh, best actor, best movie, best direction, best, best everything. And in France, actually, we got nothing. So we keep sending to American and American festival, uh, the LAFA, Los Angeles Film Award, New York Film Access, like good, good one. And thanks to that, we've been invited to the Cannes Festival in France. So this one we could afford wow. to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, unfortunately, I've never set a foot to America or United States, but uh, I hope it's going to come soon. Absolutely. Hopefully you get to come soon. And uh, but talk to me about India, because I feel like that is an experience that I was unaware of. Were there things that you were able to experience in India, even outside of acting that uh, really have affected you? Yeah, totally. Um, well, India was kind of a default choice when I was in Paris uh, after the graduation. And OK, I want to be an actor. Don't have money for schools, don't have money for America or London the best place to be, I think. Um, so where is the only country where you can go with movie, English and cheap? Actually, mm -hmm. it's it's Bollywood. There's no other country you can go. So I went there. I had a couple of hundred euros and I could survive for a long time. And I've started all from the beginning as an extra and small roles. There's sometimes some photo shooting uh, or other work. And actually, I really, really loved India. They, they are wonderful people. I'm when I say India, I talk about Mumbai. I don't know much about Delhi, so just let's say, okay, uh, the easy places, Mumbai, Bangalore, Hyderabad, and, and Jaipur, uh, the safer place, okay? I wasn't ready for Delhi yet, but anyway, wonderful people taught me a lot about myself, about religion, uh, spirituality, and how warm those people, like clearly most, of, a lot of them, they have nothing. They have nothing but a smile, and uh, even one time I remember I was lost in the street, no battery, under the motion and uh, a guy just came with nothing, just gave me his umbrella and spent an hour or two just help me to find my way. It was uh, for a huge, uh, huge shooting and uh, taught me a lot about myself, but because I was so unsuccessful in my country, starting to hate people, hate myself and, and uh, just not being happy. And actually you see people being happy with just what they have. And actually you don't need much, you need, uh, legume, vegetables, and uh, don't even have a roof, you know? And uh, so it taught me a lot and uh, help me to, to be back at my place just as a human being. You know, that story almost makes me emotional because then you get to go and audition for Ted Lasso, which is a show that's really at its core all about kindness, mm -hmm. Yeah, right? It's kind of funny. <laughs> 
So can you tell me about the audition process? So you now have an agent after the uh, success of your short film and you go ahead and put in to audition for this show. Can you sort of walk us through as fans and listen and watchers of the show? What was that audition process like? Okay. Um, actually, it was extremely simple. And uh, this is one of the things I like the most about, about acting. There's many jobs work in the world you just cannot do. You know, I cannot be a, a cosmonaut or I cannot be the CEO of Apple or, or let's say the president of United States. But about acting, everyone have the right to try. You can, many of us are unsuccessful, but at least everyone can go to an audition. They give you, they'll give you five minutes and you can try it. So what I've done, I've done like anyone else. Uh, I don't know anyone in the industry. I don't have any pass through. There's just my agent. There is this big casting. We have no idea what is it. No Ted Lasso, no, uh, just I knew it was for Apple in a comedy. Okay, Stephen, I got you the casting. Self-step yourself. You have three pages. I've done it the best I could. Took me one day. Uh, I cheated a little on the, uh, on the football skills. <laughs> Took me two days and I said, oh, you see, I'm good. Took me two days to, to <laughs> just to take 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so, so I said, this guy has skills. I've just been lucky. But after, when I got selected, I work on that. <laughs> but uh, I've done, done the casting like everyone. And after, I think, five days, uh, my agent told me, okay, Stefan, you are second selection. So they want you to tape for another thing. I did it, send, uh, send the tape. And some days after, Okay, Stefan, there are only three guys, I think, for this French guy. And uh, the day after, he told me I was selected. So I didn't know neither the casting director, neither the production, neither Jason, of course, or anyone else. I just had the casting. They said probably, okay, he can fit his face, his gender, his, uh, his, uh, his French uh, ethnicity. I've done the casting like anyone would have done, and uh, I just got selected. And um, I don't know how is it in other countries, but I really felt like, what we've been told in France at the American dream, as everyone can try, everyone have a chance. And I'm ex extremely sure there is so many French talented guys, actors in Los Angeles, in the staff, and still they pick someone they never heard of. And uh, that's the story of Ted Lasso actually. Give a chance to everyone. I really like that's, that. Absolutely, that, I think you, you nailed that. Now you mentioned your football skills might not have been there. Were you, have you been a football fan at all throughout your life? I know that in Europe, uh, of course, it is such a larger sport than it is here in America. So oh, is yeah. there, you know, have you been a fan of a particular team or even a league? Uh, I'm a fan of sports in general, and uh, I'm a fan of my own country when it comes to sport. And luckily for me, and for sports, probably, uh, we are okay in many things. So uh, we're okay in rugby. I love rugby. We're okay in, in football, of course, uh, World Cup winner. So I love football. And uh, actually, I really do. I play more handball than football. So I had to get back on this. But I love all the sports. And of course, I have some knowledge about football. In Europe, it's kind of a big thing. So right now, mm -hmm. if you ask me, I'm supporting PSG. If you ask me for a UK team, I would say Liverpool. Okay. And, uh, and voila, uh, I don't know much yet about American football, but uh, I'll try to, to give an eye when I'll go there. Absolutely. Well, once you come out here to America, you, I'm sure you'll get a, a chance to get exposed to that. <laughs> we just had the Super Bowl the other night and it was a, a quite yeah. a bit of fun. So um, we did ask our listeners as well for questions they might have for you. Oh, and of course, one of the first questions we had 
uh, and I don't know, you might have been asked this before, but just how many ghosts do you think you could fight? <laughs> well, I think answering this question, they cut a little of uh, the beginning of the scene, and I was actually making more time for the calculation of how much we could fight. So I was <laughs> thinking, okay, we are 23, some coaches, if we give a good fight, we can fight 50, but we're still down like 450. No, fine. It's, <laughs> way, it's, way too, it's way too much. But I went to this conclusion and uh, uh, so, yeah, I would say 50. I would say 50. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you could take on 50. I think that makes sense. Um, and that, that question actually came from John, uh, but Ryan also had a question, and that is, you have this wonderful scene in the locker room with Jamie in the episode in season two, Do the Rightest Thing, and that's where you're yelling at Jamie in French, and they were wondering, was that a scripted uh, part of your dialogue, or was that something you were able to improv in French? Uh, okay, this part, no, it was scripted by Joe Kelly, and I think I've been lucky with this guy because obviously he's, uh, he's an extremely, extremely good writer uh, in comedy, but I think he's quite good in French. I think his wife is French, and uh, so he's got some French stuff. But in this, he wrote it down, and I remember I've said it, and uh, Jason didn't really like the town, and he said, oh, maybe you should say it more like this in an American way, or I'd say American intonation. And actually there's uh, just one way to say it in French so it can sound right. And um, I had to work a little with Joe Kelly for the, for the sound, but no, it was scripted. And uh, let's say I had to put the little French touch to, to sound perfectly French and uh, the correct intonation. And uh, I, I got lucky too, they were, uh, they were Mo, they're Big Mo, I'm calling him Big Mo, the, the goalkeeper. Uh -huh. I was saying, yeah, no, obviously no, he's right. We have to say this uh, like this in French. So no, it was scripted. But many times they, they told me, Stefan, say whatever you want, you know, you're French, give a little French punchline punch here and there. And uh, they're quite confident about what I can, I can um, bring, okay? And uh, it's going fine most of the time. We actually just had a chance to, at the time of this recording, maybe not necessarily the release, we just had a chance to talk to Mo. And I'm wondering if when you came to the set, it because he's French Canadian, did that, mm -hmm. was that a bond that was made right away? Or was that something that you ended up uh, finding out in each other that uh, he's fluent in French? Did that help? Or were there other members of the cast that really helped you? Uh, as you were mentioning, you were kind of making sure you were uh, getting used to the English on set as you yeah. were going? Um, well, first there's a bond uh, immediately taken, uh, awakening with every member of the cast. So mm -hmm. it was, was kind of obvious. And uh, Mo came in the middle of the first season. So he came a little after that. But for, for the first time, there were a French speaker inside the cast extremely good French speaker, extremely good American speaker, is perfectly fluent. So he's here sometimes to help me translate to, to understand some slang. And uh, yeah, it, it's helping me uh, quite a lot when I don't get something or I'm not sure about some stuff. And he's got more experience than I do in terms of uh, American sets. So he's helping me to understand uh, some names, some positions, some technical um, language skills that I don't have. So yeah, of course, it's, uh, it's, a, great, uh, it's a great ad in the, in the team for me. Are there other members of the cast that you've really uh, gelled with or bonded with uh, throughout this experience that you'd want to mention? Oh, uh, well, I spent a lot of time with Christo as we were the both 
two of us foreigners from other country in the beginning, uh, spent a lot of time also with uh, with Jeremy is um, is a composer, musical composer. So and uh, I am uh, as well. So he made me listen many of his composition. is is extremely talented, especially in jazz, uh, which I. Uh, I think it's extremely good to, to compose jazz. So yeah, Jeremy, Hannah also, um, I loved, I really loved from the first day, uh, the way she, she's shining and the way she's singing, of course, uh, that touched me a lot. Uh, Jamie was, Jamie, sorry, Phil, uh, Phil was quite impressive for me. He's uh, really the kind of the guy, extremely open. And if I, have a, if I need to have a model for a guy on set with his position, the way he's open, uh, acting, always open to talking and the way he's talking to people. So it's quite, um, it's quite a model for me. Brett, huge talent. I'm not going to talk about Jason. He's the best example you can have on set. Uh, Brendan, extremely funny. And all of them, I, I don't disturb them too much. They are all extremely busy and they're doing stuff. But every time, sometimes I'm writing them for a question on WhatsApp um or just sending some wishes all of them i'm telling you all of them they always answer and um i really appreciate this from them that's fantastic now i'm interested in your musical background so do you play many instruments or uh, what is it that draws you to composing music okay so i've started very, very young uh, i think five years old i started on the clarinet my mom put me in musical school so I studied clarinet and when I was 15, I said, okay, it's not super sexy uh, compared to other instruments. And I was jealous from other guys playing less good than me, but sexier instruments. So I said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to switch. Uh, I went to saxophone, which, uh, which was quite The good. sexiest of the instruments. Yeah, <laughs> I think saxophone, guitar, trumpets, uh, they have something more. And then when I was, I think 17, I've seen the movie so late. I'm very sad about this. Uh, I would have loved to see this movie earlier. Amadeus Mozart, one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I dropped all the instruments and I went to piano, playing two, three hours a day uh, from 17 to two now. Okay, there's my piano just here. And uh, I really love piano. So piano for me is uh, the most interesting instrument. I used to play a little guitar. So, But for composing, you have to play piano and it's extremely easy right now. You just plug uh, your piano to your Mac, uh, Logic Pro, and uh, that's it. You're, you're just composing extremely easily. When I see how difficult it was for the time in back, Mozart, they have to write everything, hundreds of pages for 80 instruments. Uh, I can do this in, a, in one hour. I said, oh my God, it must have been extremely, extremely difficult for those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, now if you ever want to uh, play a concert for us, you let us know because we'd be, we'd, we'd love to hear you on the piano for sure. I'll Go think about it. Promise. Going back to the set, uh, any memories that you have filming particular scenes or moments that you are going to hopefully try to capture and remember moving forward uh, as you go through your life uh, from this show? Okay, from the show. Um, I think the last speech of Ted Lasso in season one, extremely inspiring, uh, should touch everyone. When you are on it, okay, you have something to do, you have a job to do, so so you're here, you're listening, you're inside it, but when you finally see the final version, it's really touching you on the screen, so, okay, we've met this, and uh, we understand that, and it was extremely touch touching for me to see this in real, but I think it's... Um, it's kind of funny. It's a general show itself. When I went to uh, to India in 2018, before all of that, I was into India and I converted to Hinduism. And uh, I'm really into spirituality, attraction, low, low um, vibration, and everything. 
And during 2018, there was this World Cup when French won. And I've watched every single match of them. And uh, I was trying to picture myself as being an actor, uh, like uh, Tom Cruise is an example for me, because I, I really thought for a long time, I'm not super tall, okay? I was, I was thinking that my height would be a problem. Tom Cruise, okay, is my example. He's mm-hmm. kind of short and actually yes. extremely good actor. I love his action movie. And I was really trying to picture myself at this one. But with World Cup, I was into football 24-7, just into this World Cup. And I was dreaming myself being a, a footballer. And I asked my, uh, not my coach, of course not, my spiritual guide, okay, I'm just thinking and dreaming about being a footballer and I don't want to be, I cannot be. I want to be an actor. And he told me, why don't you picture yourself being an acting footballer? I said, okay, that's a good idea. And I was just thinking about playing football with cameras. Okay, Stefan, action, do this, do that. And two years after the casting I had was to play uh, um, a football player. And uh, when I got the confirmation and I was on set with my with my kid and with all the, the cameras, I, I thought about this two years. I had this vision two years before that then that's ex- exactly what I was dreaming. A hit show, being a footballer in a comedy with extremely good actor. And uh, that came two years after. So yeah, th- this is the general thing I will, I will always remember. And I think about it every day I'm, I'm going on set. That's incredible. And, you know, I, um, over the course of the last two years, I've really come to meditation as a form of trying to um, clear my head and to really focus. And I've also come to running. And I, I credit the show for part of that because there is so much positive affirmation that you get from the dialogue and from the team. Um, and so myself personally, I've, I've actually lost about 70 pounds uh, through running and just keeping myself um, yeah, mentally active. And this show is, especially in the second season, so much about that idea of mental health. How is it that you try to, and I know you mentioned spirituality, and I'd love to talk, whatever you'd like to talk about that, but how is it that you try to maintain focus or maintain um, more of a healthy attitude for yourself? Okay. Um, um, How? Okay. First of thing, um, people see, okay, now we are okay. We we can live with acting and everything is is great and we're extremely all happy but uh, being an actor is not always super fun and especially in the beginning and uh, i went through that i'm sure many many of us went through the same thing so so when you start uh, just not being successful not having incomes for a year or two through acting and uh, you start to hate the entire world then the next thing you start to hate yourself and when there is nothing more to hate you just go through depression and you have to overcome those two things and yes, meditation and, and health, uh, brain, uh, psychology, you, you have to work on that. And it's, it's very hard and you can go to a wrong way. You see yourself, you can gain some pounds and you have to lose them. Mm-hmm. So I really think that uh, easiest yoga, okay, there's no, you don't have to, to be super smart or whatever or have pure thoughts. You just do your yoga lesson. You just listen to what it's doing and it's helping your body. Second thing, really, you quit smoking alcohol, healthy food, like really healthy food. And in India, I got lucky to be there. The food is super healthy. Just coming out of the trees, I was eating tons of bananas, healthy eggs, uh, not too much, but lots of vegetables and fruits, lots of water. Just do this for yourself. It's not hard. 
yoga and healthy food. Drop alcohol, obviously, no drugs, never done that. No drugs, no alcohol, no smoking, no coffee. And you'll see your body and your, and your brain is going to help on itself. And then next step, try just meditation, inside or outside meditation. Just try to, to understand what's inside your body or outside in the world. And it's kind of funny, all the, you start to dream, one dream per night, then two dreams, and sometimes five dreams, and you start to enjoy it. And when you lose it, I said, okay, it was very good. I'm just after coming back on it. So try to be healthy in your body, give time for yourself. And there's in the last time meditation. And I've read, I think it was last week, uh, this yogi guy, he said, uh, every human on earth should meditate 20 minutes per day, except if you really don't have the time, you should meditate one hour per day. Okay? <laughs> and uh, I think it says it all. That's, you know, uh, the, when I was getting into meditation and it is still hard to quote unquote, find the time, right. But really it's like rewarding yourself by mm -hmm. finding that time in your day, whether that's early in the morning or whenever you can do that. So certainly I'm not perfect at that, but your words of advice are encouragement for me to make sure I continue to move forward with that. Uh, another question that we had from our listeners was just, what is it that you hope to see in your character, your character growth uh, throughout um, the, the rest of the time that we have Ted Lasso? Because uh, we don't know. It may end uh, after next season. Uh, it may continue on. I certainly hope it does. But is there something about your character that you'd like to uh, the audience to be able to see? Um, well, I think um, I think myself, I want to be surprised by the writers uh, about my character's evolution. And I also know that there's many, many important characters and they still need a lot of time for them. And the, the episode in season two about uh, Brendan Hunt, about Coach Beard, I found it marvelous and uh, very exceptional. So, so I know they need time for that. And we had this idea with Charlie when I went in, um, in holiday with him. Um, it would be great to have a day of each character in one mm -hmm. episode, like one yes. day of, yeah. of uh, Molod, one day of Charlie, one day of, of everyone. And I think it would be extremely fun. And I don't know, I just would love to, uh, to have this. Not with, I don't have time. There's many important characters. They need, I, I know I'm just uh, um, an under, under character and uh, they need more time, but I think it would be extremely funny to have morning till, um, till bedtime for every character. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be extremely fun. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I cannot tell you guys. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Uh, and, you know, we actually spoke to the, the editors of the show. And one of the things that they mentioned, and I think that this is what makes the show so great, is that they really do try to spend time with people on the team that are maybe not the the key emphasis of that particular episode. But we as fans do feel like we've met the whole team. And it's not just people playing football on a pitch. We really do enjoy your portrayal and what you're bringing because it's something uh, unique that all of these people are coming together. There's, there's such a, a need for being able to see different voices and see different people on television or in movies and it's so great that this show brings so many different people together mm -hmm. yeah uh well thank you so much guys um i so, think the, the the casting directors have done a very good a very good job just to bring this energy all together and those different um, characters 
just a few more questions for you. And one of that is, uh, of course, none of us want Ted Lasso to end, but I'm wondering, what is it that you're hopeful for in your career moving forward after Ted Lasso once that uh, is over? Uh, so are you saying that third season is going to be the last or no? No, I, I, I certainly hope it's not. Uh, I know that they, I know that when, uh, I know Jason had said that he always had three seasons in his mind. I just mm -hmm. hope that maybe now he could have a fourth or a fifth season in his mind as well. <laughs> right. That would, but, that would but be great. But, but whenever it ends, um, you know, what, what are you hoping for in your career moving forward? I know you said, uh, spirituality is a big part of this. And so I just wonder if you've put any thought into where you'd like to see yourself uh, after mm. Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. Um, as you said, like spirituality is quite important. And my career is always linked to, to, um, to my path of life. And uh, every new path, actually, it's through traveling. And um, traveling through India actually led me to Ted Lasso. And there's, as I told you, there's this traveling through America I've never been. And uh, I've always thought myself not big enough or not ready or not fit for for what the best in the world. For me, it's Hollywood and there is no uh, Korean are also quite good, but I speak English and I really love all the Hollywood movie and I uh, should be there. So next step should be there. So thanks to Ted Lasso, maybe I got a little name. Maybe I got something quite good on my resume and uh, now I can at least afford for a flight ticket. So next move definitely is going to be step a foot in L.A uh trust the process trust universe and see what happened see what opportunities i can have what people i can meet uh what experience i can live and just make good decision and i'm sure every one of them experience i can have there is going to be wonderful so i don't have any plan for careers that life will tell and uh, i'm totally fine with it that's wonderful and uh, i i think that la will open will welcome you with open arms at least that is certainly my hope my last listener question uh, this one's kind of just a fun one that you get to have a bit of fun with. If you were going to pick a teammate or two teammates for a three versus three kind of match on the pitch, who is going to be your teammates? Teammate are the characters or the real guys? The real, the real people. Who are you picking oh, from the, the actors? Good one. Uh, well, Phil Dunster has scored a very good kick. He sure did. <laughs> and it was real. It wasn't even, uh, you know, it did it. So that's incredible. That would be interesting. And uh, Cola really hates losing. So I think it'd be an interesting uh, energy to have as a defender. And uh, me, I'm not very good. So I think they won't be very happy to be with me. But I'm kind of fast. I'm f I say, okay, I'm fast and uh, I'm good on guidance. So I can listen to those two guys. So I would say Phil and Cola. I would well, say I would say between the the you and then phil and cola that is certainly one of the best looking teams on the pitch uh, if anything else right good looking people all <laughs> uh, but my last question to you and this is uh something i like to end interviews on and that's what did i miss in this interview what did i not ask you about that you really want to tell our listeners is that maybe it's a story or a particular message or something that you don't often get to talk about what is it that you would like to let us know as we start to wrap up um like uh, maybe i would say um just trust yeah trust yourself just believe actually uh i know that Okay, the main point of this, I think it's Jason and Brendan, they start working on a project years, years ago, eight or 10 years ago. And I don't know if people 
really believed in it. At least I think Bill Lawrence did, and it was difficult in, at first and uh, difficult for everything. And just the right people just came in. Uh, okay, I'm, consider, I'm considering myself as one of them, even if I just bring a tiny percentage of the show, but, but everything came right in, on, in order. And the show, in a personal and professional point of view, always trust the process and see, even for those extremely great names as Jason Sudeikis and everything, they still had to trust the process. They work extremely hard, but there's so many um, um, things you cannot, I don't know how to say that in English, I'm sorry, things you cannot control or measure. Mm -hmm. Just trust, trust it, trust it. I'm telling you this, um, the attitude of Jason on set always positive, always smiling, always hello to people. So I'm sure he's, he's a very, I don't know him well. He's a very nice human being. And in the end, things just turn out fine. Just try to have the best karma as possible. And uh, I had to work on this for years, actually. 23 years old to 26, it was very terrible for me. I was complaining at the entire world, at the society. Why not me? Why him? Is less good. Uh, uh, it was terrible. And just to work on that, raising your positivity and it's in, it's going to be okay. So till the little guy like me to a big name like Jason or all the other guys, I'm sure they went through the same thing. And it's the same for every single person, no matter gender, religion, skin color, where you're from, rich or poor, try to be the best behavior you can have. And I'm telling you, uh, universe will be grateful for that. Well, Stefan, this has been uh, incredible to get to talk to you today, and you've given you. so many uh, life lessons. And I'll tell you, I don't think that there's a more appropriate quote to leave on than just believe, actually. It, it seems like a very serendipitous. So thank you for your time today. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone. Um, I hope you had a good time and uh, see you soon. Just believe, actually. So this is future Craig back here with you again. And I was just listening back to this interview as I was editing it and just marveled at all of the different topics that I was able to cover with Stefan. You know, it it's interesting when you go into some of these interviews, you try to plan them out as much as possible. You want to be respectful of time of the people that are giving you their time and their talent uh, for that 30 minutes or an hour or whatever amount of time they're giving you. You try to become prepared with what kind of questions you're going to ask, but then sometimes the conversation takes a bit of a turn and you like to explore down that path as well. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't know we were going to talk about meditation and spirituality, but it's really cool to get that opportunity to talk to Stefan about that and to be able to experience that as well. It's just uh, really amazing to get the opportunity to chat with him. And again, this was right before he went into filming for season three. So back in February, mid-February, late February, when I had a chance to talk to him. And so it'll be fun to catch up with him once this episode drops and just see how things are going and hopefully have him back as a future guest and get to chat with him again. But we do have a special treat. And I mentioned this at the beginning. I was not lying. I am going to present these to you. We, uh, after the interview was done, Stefan was so nice and kind to send me some of his original compositions. And these, I gotta tell you, they absolutely blew me away. And so this is actually through his company. And uh, so I'm gonna provide you with that information here in just a moment. But I want you to listen to this first one. And these are kind of their use case. This is uh, what they have as almost part of their sales pitch to get people to use them as a company for composition. But this first one is just so epic and powerful in scale. So here it is. 
So I heard that and it just absolutely blew me away. I was so impressed with it and I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, but he's mentioning like how much he loves composition and music and then you hear this and you're just like, holy moly. So this is from his website, Sound It, and you can actually found it, find it at sound-it.fr um, and you can check out all of their work there, but I do want to play a couple others. So that one they have labeled as use case and they've got kind of a Spider-Man motif with that and now here is the their string run Batman motif that they have uh, and he provided this clip for us as well. All right, and then one last final one that I want you to hear. This is uh, more of a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of motif uh, from their use case. And again, Stefan, thank you so much for providing these with us. I just wanted to play all three. He said, you know, pick out whatever you want to play. And I was like, you know what? I think the audience needs to hear all three of these clips. So here's the last one. Just amazing stuff. And just amazing to get, again, this opportunity to chat with these cast members. We've seen the pictures. We know that they're in the middle of filming season three. Someday soon, we're going to get the wrap notice that season three is officially wrapped. And then it's up to Mel and it's up to AJ to edit it all together and to bring us some kind of teaser trailer. And then we're going to get that wonderful announcement of when the premiere of season three will be. But until then, we will continue to bring you content every other week. Thank you. If you enjoyed the uh, Alan Menken interview that I dropped last week from my Beyond the Mouse podcast, please let me know. I, I think we will continue every now and then. We don't want to bother you with these extra bonus episodes, but just to kind of let you know of some of the other shows that we have on the network while we're waiting for season three. I will tell you that in two weeks, we will have a wonderful conversation with another Lasso content creator, and that is Tori from Their Soulmates, a Ted Lasso podcast. Her podcast looks at the Ted-Becca relationship and says that they are, in fact, soulmates and they will end up together. So a very niche topic for this audience. But it's fun to get to talk to her about her theories on that. Jeremy was able to come back for that episode. And so you'll hear that in just a couple of weeks, and I can't wait. But in the meantime, go and check out her show, their soulmates, wherever you find uh, podcasts. Speaking of checking out things, thank you for following along with us on social media. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at PBBFRN. And then also, please come and join the Peanut Butter and Biscuits Facebook page. We have been replaying our March Madness bracket in there. And at the time of this recording, I don't know which episode won the best episode according to our listeners. I will tell you it was a completely different championship match. It was season one was represented by Make Rebecca Great Again, and season two was represented by Rainbow. I am going to go ahead and tell you my vote right now, and I don't know which one is going to win, but if I had a chance this second to sit down and watch an episode of Ted Lasso between those two, it's got to be Rainbow. So for those of you yelling at me because Make Rebecca Great Again is amazing, I agree. It's absolutely amazing. But Rainbow gets me every time because I do, in fact, believe in rom-communism. 
But this has just been a delight. Thank you again to Stefan. Thank you to all the Ted Lasso cast members that have given us some time. And thank you to you for listening and continuing to spread the word and enjoy Lasso in this offseason as we all wait to gather around the television again to watch season three of Ted Lasso, our favorite show out there. But until then... I will say that we will continue to bring this content out for you, and hopefully you continue to enjoy it. So, for Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I am Craig McFarland, and as always, just believe, actually. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.